Okay, kids, let's go. C3 penis face and R2 dickhead. Hello there. You can found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> May the force be with us. Fucking A. Good day. Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, let's lay by the A bay and eat some hay, make things out of clay. What do you say? I just may. Just me. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Classic movie, man. One of my <laughs> top uh, easily, easily. This might be controversial. Easily, my top <laughs> Adam Sandler movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's and I will admit, ninety percent of it is nostalgia. The nostalgia factor. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, Billy Madison doesn't hold water to it. Waterboy is a lot better than I remember. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we, we've quoted it. Um, huh. But yeah. Well, that's surprising to say. You know, it's happy, great. It's fantastic. Happy Gilmore. Like Big Daddy's great, but uh, Happy Gilmore does it for me. I think it's the whole uh, golf thing since we grew up. We caddied yeah. for so long. That makes sense. Um, yeah. I was going to suggest that. Like Caddyshack is so near mm. and dear to my giblets. <laughs> yeah. It's close. I do, it's right I do watch Caddyshack quarterly. <laughs> quarterly reports. I'm watching Caddyshack quarterly. Quarterly Just to Caddyshack. Stay freshened. Get you a little freshen quarterly up. shack, man. Quarterly shack. You know, at some point I was watching like Spaceballs quarterly, but that I kind of got burnt out on that. <laughs> You've never used out. the term quarterly in your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, all, it, it's 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 the end of the quarter, man. We're at the end of uh, September. That's We're true. going into the fourth quarter, where the Q4. Browns always lose it. No comment there. Q4 of the year of Armageddon. Yeah. See what happens. Uh, I would say Waterboy for me is the number one Adam Sandler. See, that's also surprising though, because that's like, I don't, I, you're going to, everybody listening, you don't take this wrong. It's like the trashiest of them all. It's like the <laughs> weirdest, goofiest, but they put no money into it. But what? it is. I know. I, I agree. Yeah. I feel I like mean, Water, I feel like Waterboy was one of the most well produced of the bunch back in the 90s. I guess maybe story wise, it was just like, yeah, let's just fucking throw it a, it together and i mean they had decent actors in it <laughs> from a certain point of view that's what they did with all of those movies like what's the plot this time oh this fucking 20 year old when he's go back to school all right that's fine yeah let's do no, that it's a valid valid point uh <laughs> there's not a lot of effort uh, i don't want to say that this you know hockey player dropout is going to play golf now all right that's fine all right sounds good what does he do let's do that well. and they got a loop <laughs> in one savage star so yeah happy gilmore had carl weathers and then Kathy Bates and Waterboy. Who was in yeah. Billy Madison, though? Well, um, also, don't forget about Coach Klein. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, I mean, there was a couple the couple, couple big. <clears throat> yeah, the Fonz was in it, man. Yeah, I, I love me some Waterboy. Um, the fact that the Fonz was in it <laughs> and the, who so he funny. plays is like a withering nobody. <laughs> like, he like holds himself. <laughs> withering nobody. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Kinda, kinda, Welcome yeah. to the Star Wars show, everybody, where we talk about Adam Sandler. Yeah, um, we've never spoken. Travis Dunn, John Simone, Brendan Quinn, thanks for joining us. Glad to have you. 
Uh, John, do you want to know a fun fact about the prequels? He says, well, perhaps I do. Depends on what it is. Name it. Tell me, and then I'll decide if I want to hear it or not. <laughs> Let me know <laughs> in the comments. Um, yeah, so we've had a couple things go yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm always eager to hear uh, your news reporting for the week. Oh, I was assuming you had something. <laughs> oh, oh, I see how we're doing it. This I week. Uh, I did bring up some stuff. Um, they did drop. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> I brought up my browser. So <laughs> behind the scenes, we we, we kind of choose our uh, our uh, backgrounds for our live feeds, <laughs> and I searched uh, Star Wars smoke show because <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought there would be a good a good uh, background that I could put up, but uh, no, <laughs> it's just a bunch of boobs. Um, but uh, what I was getting at is they they sent or they released kind of uh, design. On uh, one of the High Republic characters' lightsaber. Yes, that's what I was going to bring up as well. Yeah, so we'll we'll kind of talk about that. It's not going to be yeah. that much uh, in depth, but it's kind of a cool, uh, refreshing look. Yeah, um, that'll be about <clears throat> thirty seconds. I, I did start watching. I got like halfway through uh, Doug Chang's uh, "The Evolution of Star Wars" design. It's like an hour long YouTube video, but nice. he did it at Celebration Chicago. Supposedly there was a panel that obviously we missed because we were never invited and we don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Too many um, lines, couldn't get in. Yeah, so it was kind of just like his walking through uh, the prequels and his mindset and how he designed a lot of the stuff and pushing the boundaries. Um, you know, he mentioned Lucas stayed pretty close knit, um, pretty straightforward uh, on the original trilogy. And Lucas admittedly did that on purpose. And he said, uh, George told him to push the boundaries for the, the prequels. He really wanted to blow it out. He didn't want it to be almost like make it unrecognizable. This is right. a, a completely different. And I think they, uh, they really hit it out of the park with, uh, with that suggestion. I want to say that he was also on the, um, Phantom Menace 20th anniversary panel. Yeah. Uh, I can't say with certainty, but, I yeah, I feel like he was one of the um cast What level crew that was what on level panel. of certainty would you suggest? Um I'll say a, yellow level certainty. Yellow. No, that's yeah. that's certainty that's, level yellow. Yeah. Reasonable. Yeah. Um yeah, well, let's just jump into that since we're on this topic. So, let me share my screen real quick. Uh one 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 single draft sparked some theories in my head. Um, let me share this real quick. And as we're talking about this, John Simone's fun fact was pre the prequel trilogy had more practical effects than both the originals and sequels combined. Yeah, I imagine because <clears throat> just the amount of sets. That's yeah. what I, I, I talk about world building and how big the original trilogy, or I'm sorry, the sequel. <laughs> One of these days. Star we'll, Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> uh, that's it. Felt so big. The prequels, it's just they were on different planets, different sets, hangars in the streets, uh, out in the fields. I mean, they were yeah. everywhere underwater. Um, let me share this. The planet core. Up, oh, you are blocking my screen. God um, damn these settings. Zoom. Can you please just save the settings when I change one? Just do it every time I want to do it. Same thing, please. Thank you. There you go. This little clip. Uh, yeah, so sorry if you're uh, if you're listening after the fact, but what you, what you should really do is is tune in live so you can see what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'll describe it. It it just shows a, a simply it shows like a battle droid, some type of battle droid, not the ones that we know, um, riding a just a horse, a regular horse. Yeah. Um, something about this really just like triggered something in me in a good way. It just like 
you know what? This is fucking sweet, and it really got me thinking. Some somewhere where we've never gone in the Star Wars universe is. I mean, we've touched upon it with like C-3PO and R2-D2, how they're like sentient and they're like, they can think for themselves and there's personality behind it. But where I was, this was leading me uh, with this picture was like, what if there was a colony of droids that ruled themselves, governed themselves? What if there was like a long lost planet where all organisms died? Let's say there was a meteor strike and it boiled the goddamn oceans and there wasn't any life but the droids left over were able to take you know take care of themselves yeah. and rebuild and uh just all of a sudden like a, a droid world of you know droids <laughs> but that's uh, i it just really really got me thinking like that would be cool to come across something like that in star wars universe and even in the uh cartoons i don't think they probably push it that far there probably is somewhere in the corner of the galaxy that we haven't that we don't know about yet I'm waiting for Shinobi to say something. Actually, there's 14 books about this. Actually, you guys are fucks. <laughs> um, uh, I agree with you, though. I mean, that's kind of like the Geth in Mass Effect. Um, yeah. Very. It's a little different because they're all... I mean, they were created for a specific purpose. I guess that's not different at all. Ignore what I'm saying. Uh, but it is. it was interesting. I always thought that was cool about Mass Effect, how the Geth are like their own race. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all AI. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, sure. Yeah, Brendan said something about pit droids taking over native race in Clone Wars. <clears throat> See, I don't remember that. That was what? one of the nine, 97 episodes that I skipped, possibly. <laughs> the frogs take Maybe. over, then the droids, and then the pits, and now all of them. Vanekin isn't slaughtering things. I probably didn't watch that episode. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now. That's usually where it starts and ends for me. Yeah. <clears throat> So I was, uh, I should bring her up. That was a cool image, though. I like that. Um, yeah, it was the droid sitting on the horses. The, um, the what's the word? Not asymmetry. The uh, the juxtaposition of a yes. droid riding a horse, I thought, was, uh, it's very interesting. Yeah, very and, and it almost, like, there's a disconnect there. Why, how, like, how would a droid think that riding a horse is? Like, why? Like, yeah, it's the not efficient. It? It's there's not it, there's no like no sense of efficiency behind it. Yeah. It's a weird it's a weird juxtaposition, like you said. Weird, yeah. a little weird contrast it's, there. It's like something that you would see in the Dark Tower, which I'm always I'm always a fan of. Oh yeah, um, I'm, I'm I can't find uh, the uh, YouTube video that I was talking about, but um, long and short of it, there was <clears throat> a girl that was doing like uh, watch throughs. And reactions to all the Star Wars films. And that's kind of something that I've always been interested in to see like other people's fresh takes on something that they've never experienced, mm -hmm. especially in the Star Wars uh, realm, because we're all douchebags. Um, so, uh, you know, I wanted to see, you know, a fresh look. <laughs> and she did like a full live or, or a full reaction, uh, yeah. but she edited it up. So it's like, you know, couple minutes per yeah revenge of the sith was maybe 20 minutes that she went through um but admittedly her revenge of the sith uh reaction it got me tearing up oh really yeah because you know when we watched revenge of the sith we were what 17 16 17 years old so yeah. like the killing of the younglings really didn't affect us at the time <laughs> you cold-blooded son of a bitch i really was cheering at one point <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've been waiting for. Cut the whole them in trilogy. Half. Have them. Have God. them. Cut them ever, in half. Ever since 99, I've been waiting for some kids to die. <laughs> but uh, she... So basically, she's like, she knew that the younglings had to die, 
But her thought was like, I didn't know Anakin was the one to do it. She assumed like stormtroopers or something, you know, yeah. something along. But it, it, I guess, you know, when she started talking about her, her thoughts about it, it really like resonated. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. you know, like having him, like we all know he falls to the dark side. He fucks up, you know, you knew there was going to be a little bit of uh, fighting between him and Padme. That's such a point, deep but, level though, man. But yeah. For, and I, I mean, they're suggesting that there was murdering of innocent children. Yeah. Well. And we did from a certain point of view. Oh, there's no way you can say, yo, that one's going to grow up to murder something. You know, he's <laughs> you giving me a weird look. <laughs> that one's got a, a weird look. humpback. I don't know that about that one. I mean, they joined a dogmatic. Um, no, they didn't. Clan join. of zealots. They were kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. Well, they their parents are at fault then. <laughs> Stop being kidnapped. I'm going to cut you in half. This is a terrible line of thought. I'm just joking. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's uh if it's we were more popular, there would be an article on Twitter net tomorrow that says Rogue Squadron endorses m- murdering children. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone should write that article. Get us a few uh, more clicks. Podcast legitimizes <laughs> youngling murders. <laughs> I mean Canceled. Yeah, from a certain point of view. It is dark though. I, I really wanna yeah, send me a link to those if you find them. I would like to watch those initial reactions from a new viewer. I feel like even if you've seen <clears throat> the movies a million times, mm-hmm. seeing somebody else's introduction to it, I think can kind of yeah. uh, freshen them up a little bit. So, well, you know, it's the same thing. It's you get tied up. Uh, I, I don't know why we're going to say this goddamn word again. Nostalgia. Um, but you know, you get set in your ways, you view it once and then you have your opinion set based off that first viewing. Now, yeah. if you don't notice 10 other things that are right in front of you because you're focused on your first viewing, uh, you know, there's a lot that you could miss. Um, That's why doing the commentary is so fun. Yeah, the commentaries are are fun. Um, Yeah, it is a nice, refreshing point of view. Um, You know, and obviously, episode three is so heavy to begin with. Everything happens. Um, But the Order 66 sequence is... It gets heavier and heavier as you get older. (laughs) I'll I'll admit that because it's... Man, it, and someone was, I watched it, not, it was beyond uh, that one. I watched another one that they were just like, wait a second. They're like, all these clones who have been fighting side by side with these Jedi are immediately turning on them. And they're just him saying it out loud, like, I get it. That's exactly what's happening in front of me. But him saying it, it was like, yeah. yeah, you know, and that's kind of the issue that a lot of us nerds had, like, Come on, but it's it's something innate. They can't control it, and he was spelling it out in front of me. I was like, "That's fucked, man!" Like your yeah. your soldiers, these guys right in front of me have saved my life time and time again. Now it's time to kill them. Right? Yeah, and it's it has been made even more tragic by um, all the other shows and material that also touch on Order sixty six. Like when you play through that in Fallen Order, and when you see it at the end of uh, Clone Wars, finally in season seven. It just they're just doubling down on how heartbreaking that entire sequence is. They're doubling their efforts on what? They're doubling their efforts on heartbreak. What it's other? Crazy, man. It's fucking. What, uh, is there any other points in Star Wars that hit you like Order sixty six? I mean, thinking back of Episode three in the theater, Anakin crawling with no limbs on the lava and like screaming, same. "I hate you!" It was <laughs> That's like twenty minutes later oh in that same movie. God. <laughs> I that was intense. Um, that's another no. That's a good good point because that's another one that I watch over and over now, and it does hit me more and more every time oh, I watch dude. it. It's like yeah. you're my brother. 
I know. And, uh, and man, it's just blind rage. I hate you. Kylo, Kylo in, in uh, Rise of Skywalker with his dad, his little flashback with his dad. Yeah, that's it. Uh, pulls on your heartstrings a little bit. Yeah. But Chewie, uh, when, he, when he gets his medal at the end. I'll tell you what. Chewie, Chewie when reacting Han, to. When Han dies. I was going to say Chewie when Leia dies. Say, yeah. I think when when Kylo kills Han and she, you hear Chewie's roar, like yeah. a roar that we've never heard before. Oh, yeah. It was like, oh, no. Yeah. And then you obviously see Ray and, and Finn all mm-hmm. sad and upset, but they can't. You can't imagine what Chewie's going through. That's like yeah. the one guy that he's been with. And his react, well, his reaction to Leia hit me harder because, like, I love Leia as a character. When she passed away, I was like, okay, I kind of knew that was coming. But then it cuts to Chewie just fucking going ballistic about it. And that's what that's what really got me. <clears throat> well, it's, yeah, it's almost like um, Han, Han was a shitbox. He was a shitter. Like, everybody knows Han's going to get it at some point. Like, even Chewie knows this. It's their <laughs> lifestyle. Yeah. Leia was as a princess. She's an idol. She's this icon. She means more than what she is, you know? She's right. This, She's a symbol for the galaxy. She's a symbol. Thank you. That was what I was looking for. And it's like, you know, you lose more than a princess. You lose more than a general. You lose more than a friend. Yeah. It's the collapse of everything. If, if everything doesn't go right from here, we're fucked. Because we don't have anything else to fall back on. Oh, man. Why, when I were, I'm just thinking about all the sad moments in Star Wars. Yeah, it's <coughs> sad, pot, sad squad pod. Feeling emotions. My emotions. But it's good, you know. Uh, <laughs> So I've I've been on this this uh, '90s terror. I've been really wanting to watch some '90s uh, like good cinema. Um, and for whatever reason, I was even I was talking to Glass Armor. I was like, I have an urge, a violent urge to watch Titanic. Oh hell yeah! And I was like, I was just you know because I was going through these emotions with these reactions of, of Star Wars, and I was like. What's a, just a classic, great fucking film? And there's so many parts to Titanic. It's like a drama. It's it's a tragedy. It's a love story. There, it's like it's a rom com at, at, at points. It, it's like it's like a sleuthing criminal. Like this guy's like plotting yeah. against him. And it's there's so much impact. It's it's just stuff. And it's historical. Like yep. how much can you pack into a movie and do it right and make me you know just keep want to watch it, keep wanting to watch. Yeah, Titanic a lot is, when it's three and a half hours long. Yeah, two. It's two you whole VHSs. Yeah, I remember that. That was please like, insert. My mind was blown. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> please insert part two for yeah. the crash. Yeah, I had never <laughs> seen that before. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. Titanic has been high on my list, and I can't find it anywhere. I think it's on Amazon Prime, but uh, I have to boot that up. Yeah, it's probably one of those movies that isn't. You know, it's not just available free right now. Just because yeah. it's, you know, it's too so classic. Big. Too classic. Too classic. It's, it's like yeah. Forrest Gump. It's never available. You just gotta <laughs> buy it. You gotta buy it. Speaking of Forrest Gump, I was just in Savannah. Saw that little park where he sits and waits for the bus. Oh, really? I didn't realize mm-hmm. that was... Is that where it was filmed or is that where it was supposed to take place? Uh, just the scene when he's... I think that's where Jenny lives at the end when he has a kid, Little Forrest. So that oh, whole... Okay. Every time he's at the bus stop like waiting and kind of narrating his, his stories is in that I think it's called Lafayette Park in, or Lafayette Square in Savannah. Oh, okay. I yeah. don't know why I never knew that. Well, that's where he was at that narration yeah. scene. I didn't know until we went there on vacation like seven or eight years ago. And wherever we stayed, they had like a guidebook and that was a, a, part, a part of it. That's the only way I knew about it. But yeah, wrapping it all around. 
Yeah, another another classic uh, '90s film, mm-hmm. and they were there. That those two in Flubber. That's all I need in my life. <laughs> 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 Fucking Flubber, dude. <sighs> there, there's there's another whole slew of classic films. You talk about Robin Williams, Jesus. Yeah, you talk like Mike Godfire. Myers, Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. You start going through the list, and you're like, Jesus, this is a week full of of uh, you know just classics. You think? Well, I would say every era has that. I think we're just obviously hyper nostalgic for the '90s. Do you think? Because I, I feel like the early thousands didn't. Because if you ask someone up. that's ten years older than us, they would yeah. list off a million '80s movies that did the same thing. And then if you ask, maybe talking about Indiana Jones and Back to the Future and Star Wars and this and that. Yeah, you know, like the same <clears> way we felt about. Um, and the 2000s had like uh, Lord of the Rings and yeah, some I other guess stuff. I, I was I was more focused on those <laughs> like remember. classics and or like those uh, comedies, I guess. Adam Sandler comedies. Yeah, I think it just it changes, and there was a bunch of epic uh, stuff in the early two thousands. Just different people. Yeah, so it all it all cycles, man. Yeah. <clears throat> that's one uh one thing that i never knew growing up but I, I learned later in life that i shared uh birthdays with robin williams oh really yeah that was my claim to claim to fame over the past 14 years you know what i think this is funny because you were talking about adam sandler i think i share a birthday with adam sandler no wonder yeah. we're, dest- we're destined for we're nine nine great. baby nine. adam sandler <laughs> wait michael Bu- michael buble colonel sanders Adam Sandler. Colonel those, Sanders. Those are all, uh, we got double birthdays. Hugh Grant. All right. You're on, you're, you're on, you're, it doesn't cool. say Commander Cody on there yet? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not famous, for, yet. <laughs> famous for sharing birthdays with <laughs> <laughs> these douches. That's my claim to fame. Uh, cheers loudly for Order 66 and shares birthdays with Adam Sandler. It's the only thing I'm in there for. Um, no Country for Old Men, The Departed, Pan's Labyrinth, Avatar, A Beautiful Mind, Inglorious Bastard. Sorry, I'm just going through like best of the 2000s movies. There Will Be Blood, Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. See? You're wrong. Proved you're wrong. Okay, what were you gonna say? Okay, okay. What were you gonna say? I was looking at my celebrity birthdays, uh, Robin Williams, but it showed a uh, a picture of Natalie Portman. Oh, really? But, That's always a good sign. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> part part. I'm just part of it, really. Wait, so are you related to Natalie Portman? Am I related? <laughs> oh, are you, do you, you know, share important shows, dates with her? Google is uh, Natalie. Portman birthday. Uh, Google just showed a picture of her June 9th. Yeah, I'm, I don't share a birthday with her. I don't know no. why I showed a picture of her. Oh, well. She's 39. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, happy birthday, Mark Hamill. Happy he, birthday, Mark Hamill. He uh, he turns fucking old last week. Yeah, what is he, like 60? 69. What? Yeah. I don't know yeah. why I thought he was like 62 or something. 69. <laughs> That's not, I mean, no, no joke. Wait, what the fuck? Hamill, not Harmel. Hamster. Hamill age. Yes, he's 69. Um, yeah, born in 1951. You know, yeah, those, those, those fuckers aren't getting any younger. 
Just think about how old he is, and then Harrison Ford yeah, is a decade like older. Right. Decade older. Harrison Ford is yeah, 78 right now, so he's almost 10 years older. Savage. Savages, man. Billy D is 83. Speaking of Hamill, did you see that commercial with him and uh, what's his face? Patrick Stewart? No. They were duking it out. It was an Uber Eats commercial. It was a little cringe, but a little cute at the same time. Is he? Because like, oh. like Patrick Stewart in Star Trek, Hamill, Star Wars, uh-huh. and they were arguing about what they're going to order for dinner, and it's an Uber Eats commercial. Yeah, it's fine. That's that's where they're at now, huh? They need to Uber Eats money. It was fun. It was cute. You know, if I was Mark Hamill, I would just be doing shit for fun, even if it is a I'm, Uber exactly. Eats. Exactly. I'm sure that's what he's doing. Uber Eats is probably raking in the cash, man. They're just like, fuck it. Just let let Mark, Luke Skywalker do something for us. Pay him whatever he wants. Millions. It's Luke Mark, Skywalker. Mark, we're not going to pay you for this, but you get to be a character named Cockknocker. <laughs> sign me up. Sign me up. Where do I go? How do I sign up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny. Like him and... Uh, um, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Leia. Carrie Fisher, yeah. him and Carrie Fisher would always do those one-offs yeah. just in yeah. funny, funny movies that you'd be like, why is she in here? Mm-hmm. Like Blues Brothers, she was the crazy psychopath uh, girlfriend in the oh, Blues yeah. Brothers movie. And God, she like had a forever. machine gun and was trying to kill him the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that in a long time. Classic, yeah. It's, it's a good point. There was those classic, uh, my mind's going all over the place today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, D- DNR. They had uh, PC games, and one of them was a like. Actually, there was two versions of it, but Blues Brothers PC game, um, and then there was Titus the Fox. They had like ten, ten little. Uh, Didn't even know such things existed. Oh man. yeah, I could get you a list. <laughs> Some That's classic okay. games, man. I believe you. We always, we always played, played those games over their house. I just remember not really knowing what PC games were, and I came over and saw you guys playing Dark Forces, and I was like, "What? There's a Star Wars game." the fuck yeah my mind was blown this because this was pre i never had anything for super nintendo i wasn't that into star wars yet and then before i got into like uh rogue squadron and shadows of the empire like, i was a little later anyways yeah yeah i didn't know that was a thing so in between that gap it was yeah all the jedi knight games on pc and the only thing i'd ever played on pc was age of empires so i was flabbergasted. yeah yeah, it was early on. The, the first PC game... Well, first of all, the first PC game I ever played was on DOS. And it was yeah. a uh, Tom and Jerry game that I used to play <laughs> on my mom's old work computer. It was a monstrosity of a computer. And when she wasn't working, I would be like, can I play the Tom and Jerry game? Um, classic. No. Crazy classic. And then, yeah, when DNR actually got a PC, um, uh, we started playing a game called One Must Fall. And it was like a... Um, Mortal Kombat versus game, just head to head. Yeah, um, but I always that. remember like to get to the game, we had to do like a command on the computer, like enter right? a command, and it was command OMF. But their dad was like, always just like, just type in oomph, like you're getting punched. <laughs> That's how we remembered. <laughs> oomph, oomph. <laughs> One must fall, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it was so crazy back on DOS. It was like you had to play a game to figure out how to load the game almost yeah like you're trying to punch in codes and experiment and you get it wrong and try this try that it was like yeah you had to type in commands like execute play order all of it execute order 66 enter mm-hmm. wow yeah man what a time what a time to be alive speaking of games um pre-orders went live for uh, xbox 
did you for squadrons? Oh, for no, the Xbox, f- for the console. Did you make any no. attempt to no. do? Well, you why are you laughing? Why would I do that? Because it's the next one. You want to get it? I'll get it. <laughs> you know what's funny is I'll still get it. Probably. You don't need to take pre-orders. Well, I guess people are kind of worried, not worried, but they're speculating that they're going to be far less stock than usual because of Corona. Well, Corona that's Vegas. Microsoft's issue. They're, I mean, everybody wants to get it and want well, to go live. It's and you your, want to play issue with your if issue you if you don't get one. Mm, not really. I actually don't even have Xbox. Have one. I don't even have Xbox Live right now. Yeah, neither do I. I haven't if paid you for were it. To, if you were to get one, would you, which one would you go for? X or S? What's the big the, one? The X is the full one with the disc? Yeah. The big giant honking um, box. See, the issue is I do still have some classic games that are on disc. Um, my yeah. Skyrim. But, um, you know, I, you I know, could eventually I could, make that transition to digital, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say, yeah. I mean, 90% of my games are, are digital. So I probably still, I don't know. I don't know. Here's the issue I have with it the X looks fucking crazy. They both, yeah, they both look pretty slick. The S is super tiny, smaller than the PS4 is right now, which is crazy. Um, the issue with the digital games is like sometimes if things aren't on sale, it's just a full price game. Yeah, like I have Dark Souls three on disc, and if I want Dark Souls three digital, it's like oh, it's fifty nine ninety nine. Like, yep. Wow. That's why I haven't pulled a trigger on Skyrim. <laughs> I've, I've wanted I because we both play it. So when she's yeah. playing my Skyrim disc, I don't have it. So we can't oh, both sucks. we can't both play at the same time, which that's isn't a, a huge issue. I'll just play something else. But no, that's a large issue. It's actually div- divorce papers are being filed. I was going to say that's worth it. <laughs> I prenupped on my on my Skyrim <laughs> that warrants disc. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, we, I try to download Skyrim and it's still sixty bucks. I'm I'm just laughing. I was like, you know, one of these times I'm just going to say fuck it and spend the sixty dollars. So they're going <laughs> to capitalize on it. But yep. <clears throat> oh, swell. Speaking of Skyrim. Oh, huge news. Oh, yes. This is huge news. Microsoft get- is buying out. What was the main company that they're buying? What's the name of the uh, Bethesda? Well, I know it was Bethesda, but there was something that owns but, or runs Bethesda. But Oh, uh, ZeniMax Media? ZeniMax Media. Yeah, something like that. So long, long and short of it, Bethesda is not going to be available on PS, all of it. That's crazy. And or are, it might be delayed. They- are they? Are you sure? Because they bought my- Minecraft, and Minecraft's available on everything that there ever has been. It's unavailable on, like, fucking iPhone 2. Well, at least they'll have the control. Yeah. You know? That's they might. I was Because I was kind of thinking, like, why would you not want to capitalize on the PlayStation profits? Right. Um, which, and you know, Switch. maybe they would. But, you know, pre-orders, special editions, all that stuff, they'll be like, nope, that's Xbox exclusive. You better better buy that big <laughs> big old box, baby. Xbox exclusive. That's, that's why I murder Can younglings. I got a high Master Skywalker. <laughs> Done. I want to play Minecraft. Um, no, that's <clears> awesome. <throat> that's surpri- I mean, as Xbox users and fans of Bethesda, that's great for us. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> And hopefully that- I was su- I was surprised at the price tag, man. They said it was more than what they paid for Minecraft, which is crazy because Minecraft is like the best selling game of all time ever, forever. You know, but there's so many titles that they're they're absorbing with the Bethesda name. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, and you like uh, also yeah the brand of the whole Elder Scrolls universe is big. Well, that and Fallout, Mass Effect, Fallout, not Mass Effect. Mass Effect's not Bethesda. No. What am I thinking? Bioware. Bioware, thank you. Got slipped up by the bees. 
Bethesda. I'm going to look up Bethesda here. Yeah, look at the titles. I mean, those are the big ones. They've also, I think they're doing all of the new Doom games. Um, so we've got the Elder Scrolls, obviously, Fallout, uh, the Evil Within games, uh, Wolfenstein games, Dishonored is a big Wolfenstein, one. Wolfenstein, yep. Uh, Quake. Let's see if we can't uh, get like an actual list here. Uh, yeah, so all the Fallouts. Yeah, the Doom reboot is them as well. Yeah, I mean, long and short of it, they they just purchased a lot of fucking titles and, you know, Fallouts, even though Fallout 76 didn't really hit right, they could really, they could just keep pushing it the same way they're pushing uh, the Skyrim and the Elder Scrolls stuff. Um, yeah. It's the same equal opposite, you know. You can do different cities. That's the great thing about uh, Fallouts. It's just choose another city, make a slightly different uh, character or, you know, storyline and fucking go at it. You know, I was thinking the other day, if they made like a, a Louisiana bio bayou uh fallout and have like Ooh, rad, yeah. and have like rad uh crocodiles and shit coming at you, oh, dude, that yeah. would be wicked. Because the uh the whole bug aspect of Fallout 4 was always crazy. Those That'd be crazy. Legendary yeah. boat flies coming flying at you. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, to have like crocs popping up and that sort of thing. That'd be cr- pretty cool. A little more tropical. Yeah, man. They're, yeah, they're, there's so many options. I guess the question is, and we'll be wondering the same thing, uh, like we talked about Squadrons last week, and about, about many franchises, is do they build a solid foundation and then release new content for the game for like six years? Or do they always have to do a new game? Because, yeah, Fallout 76 had uh, very, very bad press. I never played it. Um and I've heard it's gotten better, but the problem is like, how long do you stick with the game and just like hope that the developer's going to fix it? Well, Battlefront, I mean, we, we, <laughs> we stuck with it, yeah. But that was also like we're Star Wars fans, and that's the only Star Wars game, so like we really don't have a choice. Yeah, uh, I think with Bethesda fans or Fallout fans, it's a little different. I mean, people can just go back to Fallout Four and play that instead. Yeah, that that is the luxury of the open world and the options. You know, the the or the uh, RPG aspect of it. Go back and yeah. play the old game and make a completely different character. That's that's why we go back to KOTOR all the time. It's KOTOR is not open world at all, and we still go back because of the RPG aspects. Yeah. A lot of elements, man. You know a lot be cool of things also, combine. Yeah. You know what also would be cool in a Fallout game is going going all the way down to the south and, and like the uh even if you did it like in Florida or something more a little more tropical and, and have like plants that are alive and trying to kill you in certain areas because oh, yeah. they're radiated and mutated and just fucked that'd be yeah. really that would just be interesting they could do a lot crazy of stuff. like um radiation tropical storms well they already have uh tropical thunderstorms in fallout 4 the lightning uh gives you rads they're cr- oh shit it's fucking insane it's yeah crazy. i never played it i never played it man you never played fallout 4 I think I, I did the intro. I made a character. I it did maybe like 90 minutes, but that's about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... You come across a radiation storm, and it's insane. Dude, mm-hmm. it's all... It's like a, a very misty. Like, you can't see anything. Um, and it, everything glows green, and the lightning strikes. You should hear the sound. You should just go go to YouTube and listen to a radiation storm. The lightning strikes are crazy sounding. I might it's, have to. It, it's very concerning when you're running around with a bucket on your head. 
quite literally, you're running around with... And yeah, sometimes in Fallout, yeah. I found a bucket, I cut a little hole, I slit. Yeah. Uh, and then stuck it on top of my dome. Plus five resistance, so I just got picked it up. What do you want me to do? Yeah, minus five intelligence. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why, because you're bad intelligence. Uh, yeah, oh, I would man. love to hear some of that shit. I, speaking of sound design things, I got uh, the new AirPods, and they have surround sound, but they do it in such a way where... Uh, it's called spatial audio, and if you enable it, it takes your position into account. So, like, if your phone's in front of you, it knows that the sound source is in front of you, and if you turn your head, all of the sound, like, oh, yeah. st- it, it sticks with you where, wherever the source is, which is crazy. So, I hmm. turned on, like, the throne room scene in uh, Last Jedi, and I was just looking at it, and then, like, turning my head and moving around, and, like, you can hear all the sound change positions. It's so crazy. Hmm. So cool. But it's just based off your phone? Uh, well, it's based off wherever you're playing the, the media from. So if I'm watching it on my phone, you leave your phone stationary, and it keeps the sound source there. Mm. And you move your head around. It's cool. That's you cool, have to, cool you have to experience it. But I, yeah, I, I just mean, was wondering, like, what, what's the use of that? Well, well it's, giving, it's bringing um, like 5.1 and 7.1 surround sound to just earbuds. Yeah, but that it, you don't move. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This, I'd have to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. You have oh. to experience it. Experience. Experience. Something. What's the... Uh, oh, yeah. We can jump into to squadrons, too. So, um, we're like four days away, man. Yeah, I got to buy it first. I got to spend 40 yeah. whole dollars on it. $40? Man, yeah, do you remember I, back um, in the day when... Video games were actually like $30, $40. I don't because I was thinking that one day and I looked it up and that was disproven. And that was a myth in my brain. What? Because I, I I feel like I remember when we bought, we went to buy Battlefront 2 on Xbox on the day after Halloween in 2000, whatever. It was 50 bucks or 60 bucks. Yeah. Like ga- games were full price. Oh, and no, I was, I was like, talking like N- N64 um, and Game Boy. I remember Game Boy games were, I think the most were $40, uh, but they did like Pokemon you could get for like 30 bucks. Huh. Hmm. Because I remember N64 games were like $39.99. Well, I'm going to look this up because I feel like I, I, I checked it once and I was wrong because I thought the same thing and I was like, N64 games used to be super cheap. Mm, 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 mm. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. First party uh, Nintendo sixty four games were fifty nine ninety nine. Maybe I'm just thinking of the deals of the day, like uh, the ads that you would get for like Christmas thirty nine ninety nine for Mario. Dude, those fucking Toys R Us booklets that you got before yeah. Christmas, KB those- Toys. God, that was the jam, dude. I used to sit around <laughs> Thanksgiving Day and just circle everything. I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. Hey. So here's an article from uh, Retrovolve. Let me share this shit with y'all. Boom. Safari share. Uh, source is from ads in old magazines. So here's like Killer Instinct Gold was new list price at $79.99. Jesus Christ. Star Fox 79, Turok 69, Golden Eye 69. That so it looks insane. like they were actually more they were more expensive. Where are they selling this shit? That's not that's not right. I shouldn't say it based on the N64 stuff because I never bought an N64 game in my life. But yeah. 
$59.99, Legend of Zelda. That's crazy. Because I feel like even with with inflation, you'd think that new games would be like $100. The price has stayed the same. That's crazy. Well, also, you know, they're not making physical copies anymore. They can charge $60 and just you download the info. Yeah, but even when they were, man. Yeah. Uh, it's, let's it, see. Is, it is interesting. Well, I mean, of course, special editions, they are $100, but... Well, let's go back one generation. Game cost in USD system launch year. So Super Nintendo said between 50 and 60. I can't mm-hmm. talk. Huh. That is crazy. Well... Well, everything's 60 bucks. No matter what you want. If you want to play a fucking game, it's $60. That's what we're getting at. Is it 1982? <laughs> it's 60 bucks, bitch. Hand it over. Mario it's ain't... A- Mario's <laughs> worth it. So, yeah. I mean, we're in a weird state where, like, there's so many games and so many options. People don't want to spend $60 on a game. So now we've dropped the price to 40 But in order for them to make any money and allow them to keep developing stuff and putting out new content, they have to make up the difference. And the way they've been doing that is with uh, microtransactions and, and cosmetics and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's just weird. If they're going to keep a game alive, they have to be like, here's this, here's these 10 skins. But if you want all 20 skins, you have to pay an additional five bucks to unlock it or do you want to beat the game? F- 15 bucks for crystals and um, buy want, your cosmetics that way. If you want to beat the game, that'd be 15 bucks, bitch. Hand it over. Ammo, unlimited. What do you want? Mm. Yeah. What's your opinion on that? What do you think? Like, you can still beat the game, you can do everything. You're not you're not blocked off from things, but certain cosmetics and upgrades and whatnot are going to cost actual money. You know, I Optional. like I like well when you're talking about multiplayer games, yeah, that's bullshit. You know, I you know that's just straight bullshit. But if there is, you see where I'm going with this is I like the mod mod stuff that people can do. Fuck the developers; they're so limited. Even though you know they can make it official and make it you know nice and smooth. And the aftermarket in mods, you go to Skyrim and you can have fucking Macho Man Randy Savage as dragons. Like no one gives a shit, and that's what <laughs> I, you know. And that's what we talked about several episodes ago. Like put the fucking Bill Clinton in my NBA Jam and let's fucking rock and roll. Let's do it. That's what the mods do for us, and they're free because nerds yeah. out there want to do the shit, and it's wacky, and no one else wants to. Because if if the developers do it, then we got to pay for it. So, well, I guess the problem is you have all the issues with uh, you don't know how it's going to affect the actual game and the performance. Right. Because if you open that door, especially in a multiplayer game, you have people modding like stats. You're going to have issues with people like just they're basically cheating because they just they're changing their stats. Yeah. Um, Brennan actually says squadrons will have no microtransactions and all cosmetics are earned through gameplay. Yeah. So I wonder like you can earn them all through gameplay, but you can also spend money and like upgrade them right away. I would, I would imagine that's my guess. Cause that's what happened in battlefront. Even when they took away all the like hero unlocks and microtransactions, like you can still work towards this skin or you can just pay X amount of dollars to unlock it right now with crystals, 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 Kaiba crystal out of Kaiba. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I am excited for it, though. So I'm, I'll am i be out of town again this weekend, so I can't play right when it comes out. Um, but I'll be excited as soon as we get back to, uh, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have a rogue squadron for real. Yeah. After so many years. Dude, if it, if it comes out, it comes out next weekend or this weekend, this week. 
Friday, so I'm assuming Thursday at midnight. Oh, hell yeah. I'm downloading it. For 40 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. What is your thought you on, on uh, companies not making hard copies anymore? What if they only release digitally? Um, it saves so much money. It saves so much fucking money. It saves them money. It saves you as a user hassle. Trying to, I remember going to when we would all always game together. We would go to some person's house, like a different place every weekend. So you pack out all your shit up, and then you have to bring like you know all your copies of your discs. Every once in a while, you would forget one, then you can't play. Mm-hmm. It was a pain in the ass. So I'm I'm pro digital. Um, if I'm able to get the Xbox One S, I plan on doing that one and doing all digital. So I'm a fan. It is um, it is nice yeah. if you are traveling at by by any means that you don't have to. Yeah. Bring all the shit with you, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the same thing with movies. If you want to go, you know, I would travel a lot. Even as a kid, you, if you wanted to take some movies with you, you're like, fuck, I got to take all this shit with me. That's why you throw away all the, the DVD cases and throw it in one sleeve, you know, right. the, the packs that you can kind of just have all your DVDs. But see, yeah. I was, I've always had hard copies uh, growing up, like CDs and all that stuff. I, I just, I still Remember. have a lot of that shit. I even I remember, have a, yeah. a full DVD case downstairs. Packed. Mm-hmm. It's fucking packed. Well, yeah, just because you did have it. You're not going to just randomly get rid of them all. Or maybe you will. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, no, I'm pro-digital. I don't. The only movies I buy are very special ones like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or like Interstellar and stuff like that. Um, I think there's some special Marvel Cinematic Universe box set that's coming out or has come out. I wouldn't mind having that. It's more collector's edition stuff though for me. I don't I don't even watch them. Or dork like you, know, you. I watch all the stuff. I watch all the Star Wars stuff on Disney Plus, but I also buy the Blu-ray so I have it, you know, in case the world explodes. What a time. What a time it. to be alive. Remember what? way back in the day when you wanted to watch a Disney movie and you just couldn't and now you're just like, "Oh yeah, yeah. click boom, there it is. What do you want? Do you want the special edition? Do you want the one with tits?" We got different options. With, with or without commentary, there's a documentary included. We got extra behind-the-scenes content, featurettes. Mm-hmm. It's all there. You know it's what movie there. holds up? Shrek. I was actually... I know Shrek is like uh, a, a meme king, uh, so I see memes with Shrek all the time, but I haven't watched them in a, in a while, and I was actually had the urge the other day. Uh, which one did you rewatch? Just the first one. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. So good. So there's fucking good. Th- there's three, right? I think there's five, to be honest. I think there's five. Shreks. That's the that's the real franchise. Star Wars is nothing. Shrek strikes back. Shrek. <laughs> Shrek strikes back. Shrek is back. Revenge of the Yeah. I mean Tuxels. fucking yes. Um what's his face? Mike Myers. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh-huh. Shrek. Shrek. I'm a donkey, Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh I was trying to figure out how many there are. How many are there? I can't find it. I think there's just two. No. I, I'm uh, not. Shrek th- here, th- Shrek 3D. No, you're an idiot. Shrek, Shrek 2, Shrek the third, Shrek Forever After, and Shrek 5. God damn, who am I? <laughs> I'm not, I am not young Jamie, that's for sure. I can't look shit up. I just searched Shrek movies and Google listed them all out. Okay, so I've seen one and two. The third one I've never seen, the, and the fourth and fifth one I have obviously never even heard of. The fourth so. one's out. I think Shrek Five. It looks like it's. It doesn't even have a, a date, so it, it might not even be released, or it might be fake. Be and then you have that offshoot with the cat. Oh, P- Puss in Boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a weird name. 
Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Such a weird name. Anyways, yeah. That's Shrek our cast. Shrek rant. Shrek crashed. Shrek squadron. Classics. Uh, any other Star Wars? Oh, did you hear uh, Kira Knightley forgot who she was in Star Wars? It's like she no, forgot who she was. She she forgot what character she played. Supposedly she thought she played Padme, and you're like, no, you played the handmaiden that was playing Padme. Dude, everyone who watched that movie the first time didn't know who played what. <laughs> I still have no idea, honestly. <laughs> they they had no fucking clue. I didn't know until like five years ago all the details of you know who Kara Knightley was versus. Uh, Natalie Portman and Padme and the Queen and Sabe and all the handmaidens they all look the same they're all fucking clones of each other yeah yeah I mean I don't I don't blame her it was a hundred years ago there's a there's 14 Pirates movies that she was a part of that were twice as as, as, as much better <laughs> and she was 11 when she like exactly. did that exactly yeah she like, was, come on man yeah, I don't I don't what, blame are people, her are people mad about it yeah well that was that was the news of the day for Star Wars like, I, was, I was googling it and it was like oh my gosh she forgot I'm like yeah I would have too I don't fuck yeah. it she's like I saw the movie once it was okay <laughs> I was like I don't blame you so actually I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually doubting my knowledge right now. So her her role is technically handmaiden. Sabe, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, because I know there's like 14 handmaidens and they all look very close. Because Sabe is the one in the queen's robes. She plays, but that's that's probably why she was confused. She pl- She's wearing the queen's robes, but she's the handmaiden. Right? Star Wars, the Phantom Menace. That is uh, correct, but my issue is always they do that when they get captured, but I'm always wondering at the beginning of the movie, how many times is Natalie Portman actually the queen before they switch roles? You know what I mean? I can never tell the difference when they're in makeup. Oh, it's so confusing. Kira. I'm looking on IMDb. Kira. Who, wow, who she's does, not even in the full list. God damn, give me the full list, please. What a weird name, Kira. <laughs> Uh, yes, it says Sabe is her actual, uh, her name. All right. So I got it. I got it kind of right. Sasha, Yane, Irte, Rabe. Those are all the handmaidens. Yeah. It's on, it's literally on CNN. Kira Knightley forgets who, <laughs> who she played in Star Wars. It's like, who gives a shit? <laughs> you know, what's funny is the picture, the, the picture they have is, oh, it's both, both of them. Never mind. Yeah, Natalie Portman. Huh. Well, you got to think, who was playing uh, the handmaiden in episode two at the very beginning who dies? You know? I don't remember. I don't think that was Kira. That was just another. They, they tricked us. They got it. The Nubians know what they're doing. They tricked even the fans. They knew being. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Oh, my God. <laughs> we just lost. Uh, yeah, I have no. I, I have no idea. I have no recollection. Yeah. So that's it. Episode one. Just, just of it. That's just <laughs> of it. I can't believe that's news. It isn't. It really isn't. And we're talking about it. That's how trash we are, too. Uh, dude, I I honestly I hate that. I hate that the fact that that's news, and I hate even more the fact that I want to talk about how much I hate it. <laughs> You know what I mean? No news like, is so terrible. mad that people like put clickbait as ways to get clicks on their site and blah blah blah. But I hate even more the fact that I just sit there complaining about it and now I'm directing people over to to look at it and to click on it. Mm-hmm. 
What is wrong with oh, me? Oh, let's uh, let's jump into the elegant weapon for a more civilized age. A more civilized age. Uh, do you want to share it? Uh, if you have it pulled up, go for it. Right. If not, I'll pull it up. It. I'll do it. It's right here. It's right here. It's right here. Don't, um, so this is actually on StarWars.com. Uh, Hell yeah! It's called an elegant weapon. Uh, it's basically just a you know a rendering. Actually, it looks like they almost made a digital little copy here um, nice. of one of the High Republic Jedi's lightsabers, uh, and they discuss kind of the idea behind it uh, and that. <laughs> It's based off of Excalibur. That was yeah. their that was their vision, Excalibur. So taking a kind of a quick look at it, um, it's kind of a cool design, man. It's it's very yeah. Kylo esque. Um, yeah, it's got the cross guard. Uh, if you're yeah, if you're just listening, uh, go to StarWars.com and check it out. Cross guard, but, but it folds up. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. It's like a lightsaber to go. And there was a quote there from the designer that was saying. We love the cross guard idea, but didn't like the way that it was. Um, what does he say? The way that it was sheathed. Yeah. Well, it doesn't really sheath. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna be honest. Scroll down just like a little bit. The uh, the cross guard like thing is cool. I don't know. Is it necessary to have the the laser beam? On the cross guard, like here, right here, the practicality of holstering or sheathing it uh, nagged at me until I had the idea that the cross guard didn't have to be stationary. So when you activate the lightsaber, the cross guard kind of unfolds, yeah, and it creates that that second and third beam down there. Um, yeah, I mean, you're diving into the entire, basically all of 2014 was Star Wars fans complaining about Kylo Ren's lightsaber um, because we didn't understand the cross guard and why it did this and why it, why it worked. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like not exactly practical because if you're defending against a lightsaber like i feel like if the lightsaber hits that part of the hilt that's extended then it's gonna like damage it but it's also star wars so like you know what really matter i have uh i have an idea tell me let's not make it a single beam if they really want to do this cross guard shit (laughs) no listen hear me out hear me out if you if you're really going for an actual sword look Let's make like, fuck it. They'll they'll make the uh, the reasoning behind it, the technology behind it, and how it works on the back end. But it creatively, make the beam start the entire cross guard, and then it slowly. You know what I'm talking about? Just like a full, a, a, like a sword. So it's it's right. not it's not just like a straight beam out of the the pipe, the handle. Make the beam start way out here on the cross guards, and then slowly get thinner and thinner towards towards a point. Oh, so it's like a big giant triangle. Yes, so that would it, look so ugly. <laughs> so, but that's the idea because it's classic and it looks more like a sword. This looks like a, a, a laser. Yeah, but you're talking like look, you just a put fucking He-Man sword. Yeah, exactly. That would be the type in He-Man sword, and let's see how <laughs> ugly that looks, please. Look, man, I'm just saying from a from a creative so standpoint, if you're going th- hundreds of years back in time, He-Man sword. I think that's what He-Man Sword looks like. Yeah, so something something along this... Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I mean, this is a yeah. terrible rendering of it, but yeah, so so this, the beam would start way out here and get thinner and thinner. Right, right. Yeah, Kind I don't of know. like a battle sword. I don't know, great sword. I guess the problem is they're trying to make sense of the fact that it there's a device that emits the blade, so that has to be factored in, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool... 
I like the idea. I just don't like the execution of it. It's it's cool. Look, as long as the dude holding it's a badass, I don't really give a shit to be honest. Because <laughs> it is different. It's unique. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's one of the cool things about Star Wars is you know especially about Jedi is they all can be very unique uh, mm-hmm. under under one religious temple. Um, you know, under one thing, that they can kind of bring out their uh, individualities. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how they explain it. Uh, I mean, what you touched on was kind of the whole, the reason why listening to Doug Chang talk about the design is so interesting is like all the artists get together and it's like, what is cool? What are we going to do? What's unique? Well, how are we going to set this era of Star Wars apart from the other ones? And then the writers have to come in and like, oh, I love that design. Now we need to, you know, come up with a backstory for why it makes sense and come come up with uh, technology that actually has it make sense in, in context. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll be curious to see what they, if there's like an art of the High Republic or a uh, um, the Ultimate Guide or the Visual Dictionary for the High Republic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be really curious to see a book like that. Let's get, let's really get into I'll what I want to talk about. It's not cross guard lightsabers? It's 2014. The costume design in Star Wars. So I know we always talk about like... A, in all of Star Wars? Yeah, just in general. Like, uh, yeah. you know, I like all the different types. Uh, uh, you know, all the all the Even wares. Princess Leia? All the wares, There's, man. You wear this white curtain. Wear it. this white curtain. Not put on a bikini. Done. That's all you need to wear. Um, that's it. No, I really like the fashion design behind it. And the, the decisions that go into it. Um... From like the the uh, Queen Amidala, like her, so good that influence, like it's obviously an Eastern influence. Mm-hmm. Um, the makeup on the face, like, and then the the full dress, the headwear, it's so cool and so unique. But that brings out a lot of um, culture behind you. Like, there's a there's something in your mind that's triggered when you see that. You're like, oh, right. there's like a lot of X or Y Z fill in the blanks behind that because that's the way they are. Um, yeah. but what yeah, it adds it adds backstory. It's like adding backstory to Naboo without having to explain anything. Yeah. There's depth. Yeah. There's depth to that culture just by wearing certain things. Yeah. Um but even even outside of that, you know. Same with the Mandalorian armor. Yeah. Yeah. You see Boba Fett. That's I think and we talked about why is Boba Fett coming back and why is he so interesting? But that's a big part of it is just how he looks. Like Seeing his armor evokes a certain kind of character backstory. Mm-hmm. You don't have to know a single thing about it. You don't know his name. You don't even hear him talk barely. But just seeing him look like a badass is like, oh yeah, I'm I'm intrigued by this guy. This son of a bitch. You know what's really good um, for how Star the original Wars. trilogy for how how the original trilogy. There's a lot of things in the original trilogy that feel very seventies. The costume design, while there's bits and pieces sprinkled in there that are like like Aunt Beru's... <laughs> Sorry, man. Aunt, I'm just going... Aunt Beru's going, going. Uh, uh, collar, how it's like about <laughs> six full inches on each side, is one of the most yeah. ridiculous things I've ever seen. But in general, like the costume design uh, holds up, I think, fairly well, you know, with everything considered from the 70s. Um, at least, obviously, the original one. Um, like the Han Solo pirate esque look, like that that holds up. Yes. Um, Sorry, the reason I was laughing as you said that is because I just have a memory of uh, one of the times watching A New Hope and just looking at all 
the freak bitches around <laughs> Docking Bay 94 when Han Solo is like waiting for them to show up and just thinking of like, oh my God, they pulled they pulled wardrobe from like some pirate movie and some monster movie and they just threw it on these guys and told them to stand around and look intimidating. Oh yeah. Uh, so funny. Just look thuggish. Uh, let me see if I can let me see if I can find this actual scene uh, and then pull it up. But what's what's maybe fun, some of your favorite costumes? Like oh yeah, because it's not in the despecialized. Sorry, I was looking at the despecialized. Go ahead. What's your, what's some of your favorite costumes? Uh, you're throwing in uh, like like armor and droid design and everything, or like specifically like outfits. I was thinking more outfits, but uh, you know you can. I mean, I am intrigued at how cool the Jedi look when it's just two fucking shades of tan. Really? <laughs> it's too bad. Like it when you really break it down, especially when you see like a cross section of Luke's outfit from a new hope, it's like this is so silly. But for some reason, it just works. I don't know. It just does it for me. Yeah, I mean it does scream like a simplistic lifestyle that you don't you don't need anything lavish, very monkish, like leave yeah. possessions behind. Uh yep. Obi Wan kind of is the, the pinnacle Jedi and he all he that's all he wears. Tan, tan and brown, that's all we need. You know, yep. when we get to bu- when simple. we get to business, we take the brown off, and don't we don't want to attract any attention. Slice up some uh, droids. I wonder how many cloaks he's lost. I got a fight. Wanna- Let me take this thing off. Where did I put that down at? You want to see my real favorite outfits in Star Wars? Here we right, go. Look at this guy. <laughs> this guy is like they took some weird altar boy outfit and stuck him in that. Yeah, you got seventeen uh, Rodians. My favorite is this fucking seventies pirate asshole over here. Yeah, <laughs> hang on. We got to get a close up on this dude with his <laughs> dude. Look at this guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Kramer in an awkward hood. <laughs> I don't understand what I'm looking at. Yeah, there. I mean, this is that deleted scene where he's talking to Jabba on Tatooine in Episode Four. There's that pirate yes, hooker. But this guy, dude. Yes, he looks the like pirate he's, hooker. He, dude. <laughs> His goggles. He's got Rasmataz goggles on there. They made goggles out of a disco ball, and he just gave him the largest, the largest shirt in Alice Cooper's wardrobe and some vest. Oh my God! How many items does he have to carry with him? <laughs> we need a pocket for each. Each. I don't even know. And what he he's does not, and it's just all just beautifully touched off by that mustache. It really just pulls the whole outfit together. That is a woman's shirt. <laughs> That's something. That is a woman's shirt. It's either a woman's shirt or a bed sheet. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe it. He's ready so for a war I, though. He's got he's got uh, he's got his hand on the pistol there. That's my favorite uh, outfit in Star Wars by far. <laughs> they made goggles out of a disco ball. That's funny. <laughs> Shit. Um one of my favorite uh costumes is Luke in episode six. The sleek black, the down to business. Uh, yes. The know what Absolutely. I'm fucking doing. Like get Absolutely. get out. I'm no longer Fuck boy seventy three. This is I'm here. <laughs> Fuck boy seventy three. I want to know how far into production they changed Luke not turning to the dark side. Because I wonder if they mm. like if they nixed that and then they kept the outfit because it was badass, or if they were already like halfway through the movie and they changed it and they're like, oh, Luke's the savior of the galaxy, but we just have to keep him in this all black because we already shot half the movie. You know. Because those are some of the greatest moments in Star Wars are just like happy production accidents that happen. You know, if looking back, you see him slip to the dark side at the end of episode five where he's swinging savagely uh, at, at, episode at six. Vader. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, yeah. He, he, yeah he, he's swinging like a 
idiot in episode five on Bespin. But, right, um, but not out of anger, just out of frustration experience. Yeah, leads to anger, leads to cutting people. Um, <laughs> no, I think, uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say, Brennan. Thank you. He does choke the the pig boys. So it's like he's well, wearing no, he all mind black. tricks them into making them well, think they're being no, choked because he, he's a good guy. Yeah, but what's the difference? <laughs> Let me ask you, what's the fucking difference? You think you're right. being choked. I'm I'm dying. I'm dying. Like, but the difference is. I'm going to mind trick you into me murdering you. The, the difference is I'm just going to murder you in the next scene with my lightsaber instead of doing it now. Yes. Wait till I start swinging away, baby. Yeah. Pig heads are rolling. Jesus. Mark McGuire up on the fucking skiff. Mark McGuire. <laughs> Why is he related to Arnold? Mark McGuire. <laughs> so Arnold with the speech impediment. Mark McGuire. Jedi Knight. Jedi Knight. Oh, uh, where should we? It's yeah. <laughs> um, other other. Oh. I I really like the um Ray's costumes throughout. Oh yeah, they stuck. Hondo. They stuck one hundred percent to her scavenger ness and just kind of built upon that what she knew. Yeah. Um. Very cool. love it. Uh, yeah, I like her little uh all white with the hood in episode nine. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, the other uh, Kylo Ren's always a fucking badass. Eh. Um, Get out. <laughs> the other one that I really, really like is the Hoth uh, pilot suit. Those orange, the obnoxious mm. orange ones. Yeah. Um, may sound stupid, but I actually do. I, li- I like the colors, man. I, I like the uh, the. Well, that's design. all X-Wing pilot suits, right? It's just orange. I, like a, it's a, basically like a hazmat suit without the hood it's a hazmat suit without the hood yeah 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 i'm telling you that's what all of that is they're like what's laying around the set here just take that cut the top off of it and put a helmet on them yeah that's how they did it back in the day um all of the all of the clothing design costume design in solo i think is fucking awesome in all of han's outfits solo. look amazing you know what i do like is the mud skulls Lando looks awesome. All the fucking, uh, I almost said clans. That's not what they are. All of the syndicate, different syndicates mm-hmm. look awesome. Dryden Voss looks sweet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Savage. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I just, I like the design behind stuff. And I, th- I think the prequels really did it really well. Mm-hmm. I think they push boundaries. The, the fact that you have to plug Padme's suit into the wall because there's so many orbs on the bottom of it. You seen that? Have you seen that scene where she's standing there? Yeah. She's supposed to be crying, but she's plugged into the wall so she can't cry too far away from the wall. <laughs> this whole entire scene happens about six feet away from this wall, so stand over there, please. Hey, but it was a practical wall. It was a real set. They actually built that wall. Yeah. Yeah, that's I wonder, not a CGI wall. I wonder where all that hate came from. Just be, maybe it's from Jar Jar. People just didn't like Jar Jar that that much up front, and because he was CGI, they just thought flop. I'm telling you, it's 100 percent generational. Yeah, one million percent. Well, look, in, look what. So ha- you know how in our, I feel like our age of Star Wars fans are helping bring back the prequels in a good light. Mm-hmm. Like prequel memes is is obviously a uh, amazing subreddit, but like the prequels are generally they're good now, and I don't know 
I, I hesitate to say that part of that is because those same fans hate the sequels so much that they're just like making the prequels seem better than they actually are. Um, but I think that the hate has kind of died away. In 15 years, the same thing is going to happen with the sequel trilogy. Well, it's just because of the, the kids that grow, they grow up. <laughs> right, exactly. Everyone that loves it is now like uh, on Twitter talking about Star Wars all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I guarantee the same thing's going to happen with the sequels in 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Not that the sequels are... I don't know, it's hard to say. I, guess, I don't know if you can really tell until like the dust settles and you look back and just get a, a, a better overall sense of if these movies are loved or hated. Well, let me ask but, you, because we always do our, our, our list, but let's simplify it, which makes it more difficult. List the trilogies. Your favorite to least favorite. That's really difficult <laughs> to do. Yeah. Um, I think like a lot of lists that I make, it changes depending on what mood I'm in. Mm-hmm. At the moment, I'm going to say... I'm going to be ballsy here. I'm just saying that. Uh, see, it's hard to rank. I want to say... Because <laughs> the movies, you're, you're like, if you took your top movies, they're all over the fucking place. Oh, yeah. seven, five, two, seven, four, 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 and four. I'm like that meme of the woman trying to do the physics on, in her head. Um, my gut wants to say prequels, sequels, originals. Mm-hmm. But as I think harder about it, I almost want to say sequels, originals, prequels. But only because you that's just the kind of mood I'm in. completely flip-flop. I know, but <laughs> right now I'm like thinking a lot about Rey and Kylo Ren. I'm thinking about the newer movies. I'm thinking about Rise of Skywalker. And then you got to throw in the the one-offs. Like, where do they stand in the in the grand scheme? Yeah. And then, yeah, you got to say like uh, prequels, spin-offs, sequels. Re- I don't know. What, so what, what are you thinking in your ranking terms? Uh, up front, prequels, original trilogy, sequels. Right, right cr- chronologically. Interesting. I watch. See, that's so the whole saga gets less and less interesting as it goes on. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> everything in chronological. Look, I mean. look. I like I like the sequels. I like them a lot. They're very good. There's a lot of aspects to them that are great. But in the grand scheme of things, would I rather watch episode three, six, or nine? It's not even close. Three, one, four, or seven. That one's a little closer. One or seven, usually not four. <laughs> usually not four, but four's four's good, you know, for what it is, you know. So it's like it, it kind of it does jump around. Now, now two is the weakest link in the prequels, but you know eight's also probably the weakest link in the sequels from a certain point of view. Five is is a, the greatest of the like you're all over the place. So this is where I love and hate our rankings because like there is no true answer, and it does change over time, and it also changes over. The mood that we're in. Yeah. Squadrons is going to come out. It's right at the end of Return of the Jedi. It's all Empire and, and uh, Republic or Empire and Rebellion. So I'm probably going to be in more of an original trilogy mode when that comes out and through the end of the year, just because that's like, you know, the high focus. But then I'll get, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll switch it up. Yeah. I'll go back to the prequels, rewatch all those and jump back into Battlefront. And then I'll be back in prequel zone. So it changes, man. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. Leave you your know, thoughts. You know, I just send us a letter that says has your ranking listed out I don't, backwards and we'll read it on the show. I don't want to be a, a hate boy, but the sequel trilogy like has been slipping boy. a little bit. 
in in, really? in in the grand scheme of things, especially you know I, just with, like we started the show off with with that uh, the reactions to the films, mm-hmm. you know it just really the prequels did a lot better at like creating emotion around everything they build this stuff now the now the script is a little clunky and the acting's i mean it's all over the place i mean you you don't you can't pinpoint everything but you know it's you think the prequels did better at building up emotion is that what is that what i heard you just say you know i i don't know i don't know really what what i mean by that because Certain characters, you look at, like, Ray. I don't... There's not a lot of emotional connection with me and, and the character of Ray. Now, Kylo, there's a lot. There's a lot mm-hmm. a lot to relate with. Um, and I think Kylo's a lot more relatable, just bare bones. But, like, you look at Luke, and I think Luke's much more relatable than, than Ray. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why that is. I don't know why that is. See, I feel like all I have to do is doubt that I love the storyline of the sequels. Watch it, and I'll instantly, I'll talk myself out of everything. I'll sit here and talk about how, oh yeah, the sequels are slipping, and I don't really connect with Ray, and this and that, and the other thing. And then I'll just go watch seven, eight, and nine, and I'll just recant everything I said. Yeah, I've never, I've never really felt strongly about Ray. Maybe, maybe you have, maybe you just haven't watched Ray, Finn, and Poe. Look, they're it's they're cool characters. I appreciate them. I'm glad they exist in the Star Wars universe. But when we're looking at grand scheme of things, I'm definitely taking Anakin, Obi Wan, and Padme over those three. <laughs> I'm definitely taking Luke, Leia, and Han over those three. Um, but that's not saying it's trash. This is not what I'm so saying. That's the other hard part too. Is like uh, Star Wars fan, Star Wars podcast. What what are your favorite tr- uh, trilogies? Oh, all three of them are tied for first. Yeah, <laughs> tied for first. <laughs> And then Solo's a close first, too. <laughs> and Rogue One is, like, second first. It's the first of the second first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second first, yeah. Second first. It's, about, it's the favorite, too. Second favorite. Yeah, it's uh, uh, that's the wonderful thing about Star Wars. It, you, depending on the mm-hmm. mood, you can... Yeah. But sequel trilogy, there is always a small little asterisk for me. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I could be even in the mood. I love Episode 7. I watch it constantly. Episode 8, I thought was better than most people. Episode 9... They did what they did. I thought it was ballsy, but you know, I, th- I definitely think they uh, left a lot on the table that they could have done with the ch- entire sequel trilogy and how yeah. it flowed and the storylines and the, and the cre- creation and the building of the characters. But um, I think a lot of it was uh, assumed. <clears throat> a lot of it, a lot of the character creation was assumed or or built in like comics beforehand or whatever. Like like we talk about Poe, he struggles yeah, with being a leader, this. but that outside of that, he's just a cocky dickhead <laughs> and you're like well you know han was also a cocky dickhead but han obviously didn't know what the fuck he was doing and that and there was a lot more character building yeah but i mean how much are you gonna squeeze into a that sounds weird to say but like how much screen time of poe developing as a character are you gonna squeeze into a movie well and that's because even if you think about luke in five it's like he's there with yoda yoda's dropping knowledge luke isn't really getting it because he's a fucking moron it's not until the end of the movie when he loses to Vader does he actually make sense of it. And then you look back and you're like, oh, he lost. Now he's reflecting on all that, all of his training. He wants to go back and finish everything with Yoda. Okay, that makes sense. There's the payoff there. You know, the, the nice thing that they did do with the sequels is um, 
You know, and maybe it was at a loss uh, for Poe and Ray, those character developments, because they focus so much on Kylo. And we always ask for movies to be wrapped around a dark side character. And maybe we should open our goddamn eyes because we've got a sequel trilogy that's wrapped around Kylo. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he is, I mean, I think there's more character building behind him. There's more screen time built behind him. Um, and there's more emotional investment. His dad, his mom, you know, his grandfather, his struggle, his Snoke, and the Emperor returning. It's all wrapped around Kylo. While I do think the main character is Rey, Kylo has more character development built behind him. There's more family ties. There's more everything <sighs> yeah. built behind him. There's a stronger foundation for sure. Trust I mean, me, yeah. we were yeah. we were arguing about the fact that they changed Ray's story uh, backstory so many times and how that kind of affected the uh, the character in the film. I think it ended up fine, but yeah, yeah, I would agree with you that that did that did kind of affect things. Whereas Kylo Ren is like, we know that he is very strong in the Force. We know that he trained with Luke. We know that his parents are Han and Leia. There's so many aspects there that like that isn't going to change. They're not just they can't just all of a sudden say like, oh, he's actually not Han and Leia's kid. Like those roots are planted in seven and they stick through the entire trilogy. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. We just have a lot more to go on with him, I guess. Absolutely. And yeah. And I think yeah, I think he I think they got equal focus, but I think it's just easier for people to connect. I don't want to say connect with emotionally with Kylo, but like to to latch on to him as a character because it's a little more familiar. Well, his struggles are also like apparent, direct, like they're obvious struggles. He struggles mm -hmm. with his family ties. He struggles with being good enough for uh, Snoke and or trying to take over for Snoke. He struggles mm -hmm. with, I mean, it's just everything in front of him, killing his family. You know, right. it's, it's all that. And then we look at Ray and you're like, she struggles with not knowing her last name. I mean, don't look. Don't I know I simplified it. I know I simplified yeah. it. Uh, yeah. And that's a huge thing. But it's there. You know, not knowing who she is, having a shitty life as a scavenger, not knowing who her parents. The scavenger. Having some memories of her parents, but then they got killed. It's funny because we don't. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. It's a similar story as Luke, but I mean, I feel like maybe they, it's, it's, it's like their, their struggles became strengths in the future very quickly. Like she was climbing around, hopping around Starkiller Base twenty minutes after she was dusting bits and pieces off of the out of the sand. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. well, obviously that worked out for her, right? So she I, got that training in. So, At least she didn't have a grappling hook. Well, that's yeah, like, how many times did Luke swing across a fucking chasm in the Dune Sea with the grappling hook that he was trained in that? Yeah, in those ways. Yep, 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 yep. Got to clean the sand out of your ears. Got to get rid of it. I despise sand. Sand sucks. It's the worst. It's really, really unfortunate. You know what's even worse? I was actually just on the Wet beach sand. and I loved sand. Wet sand. Cringy. It's cringy. Wet sand is cringy. <laughs> why is that? I hate wet Tell sand. Tell me about why do you hate the beach? Because sand, you can kind of just brush off. Wet sand, it's like, it's clumpy. It gets everywhere. It's wet. <laughs> You know what actually I don't hate about the beach and sand is like by the time you walk back to your car, the sand is dried and then you just brush your feet off and then get back in your car. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. Good point. Rough and cringy and irritating and it gets most places. It gets a few places. Is that the quote? Is that, the quote? Is that Star Wars? Oh, so 
All right. Well, everybody pre-order squadrons, and uh, we'll figure out how this cross-platform thing works. We can wrangle up an actual rogue squadron, and we'll get some five-on-five action in here this weekend. Yeah. I uh, now that you said that, yeah, I get paid on Thursday. I'm doubling down. I'm buying three op, uh, three of them. Fuck it. I'm buying two digital copies for no reason. For no reason. Just in case. I'm buying another Xbox and to get another digital copy on. So yeah. Um, yeah. super hyped. Yeah, I think this this release is gonna say a lot. Let me just say that. Yeah. Um if, God damn, we, did we not say the same thing about Fallen Order? <laughs> yeah, but they 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 did they, they, they did deliver from a certain point of view. They did exactly they what, what they should have done. You know, yes, they did exactly what they set out to do. Storyline and everything. Now, you know, they, they can learn from it. Um, but you know, the, the but this is the next the multiplayer game after Battlefront. The customization aspect of this yeah. is key, and I want to make my ship, and I want to blow your ship up with my ship. No, we're on the same team. We're gonna blow the other ship. I'm blowing up. everybody, younglings, we're everybody. Blow Tommy boy ships. Up. There should be a youngling slaughter uh, gameplay. Uh, where there's just floating younglings in space and you got to shoot them. That's where your, those are your mods come in, and that's why <laughs> they don't publish mods. Every yeah, the mods. <laughs> all the asteroids. Asshole. All the asteroids have youngling faces. Master Skywalker, and you got to blow them up. <laughs> yeah, and that's why you don't work for a game developer. That's why I should. I agree. I should as well. Yeah. Just consultants. We just go in like once a week on a Zoom call and just be like, please. Let me paint my fucking ship if I want. Yes. If I want a purple X-Wing, let me do that. I want cu- I want to be able to custom graffiti the side of my ship. Yeah. Like Forza. Yeah. Yeah. I want stickers like which parts of the Empire I'm sponsored by. Yes. Yeah. I got a Flowmaster exhaust on my TIE fighter. I want to represent them. <laughs> Give me those decals, decals baby. Decals. Uh, experience points. Uh, thank I'm you. Sponsored by Corellia. Corellian Turbos. Best in the game. <laughs> uh, good day, Galaxy World Squadron Podcast. I never said what my name was. I am Mopar. Yeah, you know who we are. I'm Commander Cody. CC2224. Uh, stay fresh, stay frosty, and stay away from the stay, sand. Stay fraudulent. <laughs> stay fraudulent. And update Supreme. Thank you. Appreciate it.